And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. You're listening to Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal back here at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center in a chilly Las Vegas today. But all the same, we thank you for hanging out with us for another episode of Upon Further Review, brought to you by our pals at Coors Light. And guys, while things are not necessarily going super well on the football field for your 2022 Las Vegas Raiders, we are still bringing the heat here at Silver and Black Productions. We got you covered from all things Las Vegas Raiders from A to Z, and we got a good show today. We're feeling strong. Energy is high. It's a rivalry week here in the building. The Raiders getting set to take on the Denver Broncos later this weekend. That's a Sunday 105 kickoff for all of you guys, uh, making sure you mark that on your calendar. And look... The reality is this, the first half of the season didn't go the way that the Silver and Black anticipated. The first half of the season did not go the way the Denver Broncos anticipated. But all the same, an incredible clash coming later this weekend. Going to be very, very exciting. A lot of storylines to follow. Many things to dive into and dissect and figure out how we're going to get from A to Z there. And we will do that in just a little bit. As I said, good show today, strong show today. We are very fired up to introduce a new friend of ours, Luke Masterson, who will be our guest in just a few minutes. Great to catch up with Luke. Really great to meet Luke for the first time. I met him in passing, I think, during training camp, but nice to have a conversation with him, ride the elevator with him up from the uh, the practice field, have a little chat about all things, all things Luke Masterson, really. And it was good to see, I mean, if we're looking for positives, and I think at this point in the year, We're getting closer to the holidays. Obviously, like I said, uh, the Raiders are in search of a win, a much-needed win. We could do with some positives, right? And the play of Luke Masterson uh, and a bunch of the young guys, Sam Webb uh, is another guy from Sunday, uh, last Sunday, I should say, back here in Vegas, that we can look at as a positive. And we will get into that. We'll break it all down. Don't worry about that. But we begin the show as we always do. Time to pay some bills here with our transactions brought to you by Shift4 Payments. Uh, And the Raiders have made the following transactions since we last hung out last week. On November 12th, the Raiders activated defensive tackle Kyle Pico from the practice squad. And then two days later, on November 14th, they claimed defensive lineman Jerry Tillery via waivers from the Los Angeles Chargers and Kyle Pico, the aforementioned, reverted back to the practice squad. So the big one there, obviously, Jerry, excuse me, Jerry Tillery. Shout out my guy, uh, Justin Ellis, Big Jelly one time, though. Jerry Tillery, the newest member of your Las Vegas Raiders. And we look at Jelly, excuse me, now I can't stop calling him Jelly Tillery. Uh, you look at Jerry Tillery's body of work, a former first-round draft pick coming out of Notre Dame. He appeared in 54 games with 10.5 sacks for the first part of his career with the Chargers. And I think more importantly, take away the name, take away the stats, take, a, take away all that. I think what this is, is this is giving a defensive line that needs some help, some help. Right. If your name is not Max Crosby on this Raiders defensive line in 2022, you probably have 
had moments, but have really struggled to find some consistent form. And I, it appears as though, from the outside looking in here, the hope is that Jelly. This is like the fourth time, Ray. This is the fourth time. You're going to make me. I'm going to like. So, usually on the broadcast, and it's been much better this year, usually I play this game where I tweet out at the broadcasters when they call Derek Carr David. And it usually happens, it happens more than it should. And so I would say, hey, at, you know, whoever it is, uh, who's calling again? I think it's Adam Amin this week. Hey, Adam Amin, dollar in the jar, you called Derek David. I'm going to have to start doing that to myself. I can't stop calling this man Jelly Tillery. I can't do it. And I wonder, because uh, my guy Big Jelly, Justin Ellis, is probably top of mind. I, it was funny, I had a conversation with, with Derek Carr last week about Jelly. I was asking him, I said, DC, who is, you know, one of the more elusive big men that you've been around, just in terms of being, I think I use the term sneaky, maybe? It was either sneaky or elusive. And, and we were kind of just talking, going back and forth about big guys on the team, the big boys, and he brought up Gabe Jackson, and then something kind of went off, and, and you, saw, you saw the light bulb go off, and he said, you know what? It's actually Big Jelly. He goes, it's actually Big Jelly. And Jelly, for those of you guys who, who have been fans of, of the Silver and Black for a minute, remember him, a beast defensive tackle, man. Uh, big boy coming out of Louisiana Tech. You know, was just a monster in the middle. Great Raider, man, and one of our favorites. A, a good dude. And, uh, yeah, I hope, I, hope, I hope Big Jelly's well. But Jerry Tillery is not Justin Ellis, a.k.a. Big Jelly. Uh, but all the same, like I said, the, the hope is that, is that Je- Jerry provides some, uh, some depth along that do- defensive line, gives those big fellows in the middle a bit of a boost, a little energy infusion. And look, as we record this on the morning of November 17th, I think we could all could use uh, just a little infusion of energy. Remains to be seen if Mr. Tillery is going to uh, suit up this Sunday in Denver, but just a, a guy to keep an eye on. See, and, and let's see, over the second part of the season, we, we've talked a lot about guys that are coming in now, especially this, this point, of year, point of the year. They're trying out, right? They're trying out not only for an opportunity here in Las Vegas with the silver and black, but they're trying out for for every other team around the league, 31 other teams, probably 30 in the case of Mr. Tillery since the Chargers did uh, let him go a few days ago. So keep an eye on that. Definitely a a position of, of need right now, a position looking for a little infusion of production, of energy, a position of just needing a little bit more. So Jerry Tillery will see what we got and that we transition from that into, into our first headline of the week. And it brings me no joy to talk about this, guys. You know that. So we'll make it short and sweet. Raiders lose to the Colts at home 25-20, dropping to 2-7 and seven in the process. As I said, the first half of 2022 not gone the way that many folks, myself included, thought that it was going to go for your Las Vegas Raiders this year. And really, it has been, uh, you know, we heard from Coach Josh McDaniels the other day after the game. We heard from him yesterday on Wednesday, and he goes, you know, I'm, I sound like a broken record, guys. You know, it's, it's the same things kind of ailing this team, and I will sound like a broken record now, just reminding everyone that, it, once again, it has been the same issues that have plagued the Raiders all year, a slow start, the penalties, and unfortunately, when it has come down to crunch time, when it has come down to, hey, the Raiders either need uh, put points on the board here at the end of the game, they need a defensive stand here at the end of the game, it just unfortunately hasn't gone their way this year. Uh, and now the Raiders now drop to 0-6 in one-score games, which is, which is pretty unfathomable if you think about just the laws of, of statistics and, and things of that nature. But... If you're looking for a positive, right, and I said at the top, we could all kind of use some positives, especially this time of the year. 
I, I know that I know that you guys don't want to hear it, right? I completely understand that the fan base isn't trying to find the silver lining in anything, and I get that. I, I completely do. I understand your frustration. I understand the want, the need, the desire to play competitive football, to be competitive in the division, to start stacking some W's. I get that. But if you look at this kind of from the the macro view, if you will, you take away that that game in New Orleans, which I think we would all love to forget about. The Raiders have been been incredibly competitive this year. Incredibly competitive. Now, I know a lot of those games towards the end haven't gone the way of the silver and black, but all the same, they are in these ball games. Now, the next step in kind of the maturation, the development of your 2022 Las Vegas Raiders is to not only be in these games at the end, not only to have an opportunity to win these games at the end, but to win the game at the end. Like I said, whether that is a completing a... a crucial third and seven, whether that's getting into field goal range for the cash money man, whether that's a defensive stand, whether that's Max Crosby screaming off the edge, knocking knocking someone down on fourth down, whatever it may be, that's the next step. That is the next step in this process for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, and I'm really hopeful, I'm optimistic that over this latter part of the season, over this second half of 2022, as we dive into 2023, as crazy as that sounds, that we're going to see some of those, those tangible steps from the Raiders. I really am. Uh, now, it doesn't do much good to talk about it. We are going to have to see it, uh, and the Raiders will get their next chance to go out onto the field and, and show this fan base what they got. Show this AFC West what they got as they travel to Denver this weekend to take on Russell Wilson and I almost said Seattle Seahawks. That would have that for sure been a dollar in the jar. But to take on Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos, one guy who's going to figure we assume is going to figure quite heavily into that uh, into that scheme, into that goal of keeping Russell Wilson and this Denver Broncos offense grounded this weekend is Luke Masterson, uh, the rookie from Wake Forest. And like I said, man, it was great to catch up with Luke, a very nice dude. Uh, I was joking with our PR staff though because over the past couple of weeks, just the way that the schedule has worked out and just the way that our request list has kind of kind of matured and and uh, and, and come to fruition. We've had a lot of the young guys coming through. So I think this is, I think we're two of the last three weeks, definitely back-to-back weeks. We had Thayer last week and then Luke, Luke Masterson this week. And I'm getting sirred a lot. These guys are calling me sir. And I was joking with our PR staff yesterday. I was like, look, man, like I, I know I'm not as young as I used to be, but have I really graduated into sir level? Is that where I am now? I'm Eddie Pascal, a.k.a. Sir, because I don't think I'm there quite yet. And, and they were laughing. They said, oh, no, I don't think so. I think you got a few years before you're Sir. There's, you know, overly polite guys who are just trying to make a good impression on everyone here in the building. And, and Luke Masterson and Thayer and Dylan Parham, all those guys are, are certainly doing that. So uh, I hope you enjoy our conversation. Like I said, it was a blast to catch up with Luke, to get to know him a little better. And I hope at the end of this, you get to know him and enjoy him a little bit more as well. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation with linebacker Luke Masterson. And we are very excited to hang out with our new pal, Luke Masterson. And Luke, I got to commend you, first of all. Usually when we have guys come up, our, our PR staff says, hey, they'll be up at X time. And, and I kind of just wait here. And then uh, the text comes and I go down and get them. I didn't even have enough time to like get ready. Like they just boom said, hey, Luke's ready to rock. And we brought you right up, man. Yes, Timely. Sir. I love that. Yes, sir. Yes, love sir. that. Especially as a rookie, man. You got to be boom in it. Got to be on it. Exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, though, for, I mean, you look at the past couple weeks and, uh, and Coach was talking about it the other day. 
day where obviously seeing uh, an upswing in, in defensive reps yep. the other day on Sunday. But he goes, really, you and, and Darian Butler and some of the young guys that, that played a lot on Sunday have been factoring into the kicking game all season. You know, he's like, don't act like they haven't played at all because they have. But yep. how beneficial was it that to kind of, you know, play in the kicking game, kind of get your feet well a little bit, kind of adjust in some sense to the speed of the NFL before all of a sudden it's like, yo, you got to go play big dog reps. No, it's great. It was such a blessing to, to get those reps and to kind of get a feel for the speed of the game before you get in on defense. Um, Coach Tom's been great meeting extra with us and getting us ready right from really from camp, um, but throughout the whole season, just making sure that we take those reps seriously um, and use them to get better, help the team on special teams, but also get used to the speed of the game. Can you can you feel that difference from calls to the NFL and how quickly things are, even on, on kickoff and punt coverage? Absolutely. I think that started right when we got here in camp. You know, you realize how much faster the game is, and then that jump from preseason to the regular season is a big jump as well. You talk about the preseason, and obviously, uh, where I think a lot of Raiders fans got to know you, got to see you do your thing for the first time, and, and you look back at that, you know, we'll call it a month of the preseason. I know that it's training camp and all that, but you look at that month, and I mean, was that kind of a I don't want to say like said, oh, I can I can do this, I can be here, but I must say, I imagine it was like a good confidence booster going into the marathon that is the regular yeah. season. Absolutely, I think. You know, myself, Darian, every, all the young guys really took most of the reps in the preseason. And it was such a blessing to really not only to get used to the game, get used to the speed of the game, but build confidence every week that, you know, I'm here for a reason and I can do this. And I think all of us took advantage of those reps and uh, it helped us carry it into the regular season. You know, what was the, I guess, what has the process kind of been like for you from call it week one to now? I mean, you, obviously you play a ton during the preseason, super productive, end up making the 53. Uh, and then you're, you're kind of like we talked about, just playing primarily on special teams, yep. getting a snap here or there. But how have you kind of developed, progressed, and, and gotten better from when you were getting all that run in the preseason up until last week? I mean, I'm still trying to develop every week. I think everyone um, has stuff to improve every week. I think the biggest thing that we do here is we treat practice like a game, and we try and make it as game-like as we can. So even if you're not getting a ton of reps on defense throughout the week, um, you know, you take those practice reps seriously, treat them like a game so that when you do get your opportunity, it's not, you know, you're not out there and it's not super fast. You kind of can slow it down a little bit. Um, but I think it's a weekly process, and it starts in practice, just treating those like game reps. I mean, you, pr you talk about just kind of the process over the course of the week. I mean, last week must have been just kind of a, a wild one for the defense in general, but the linebackers in particular. Devine goes down, Blake mm -hmm. announces that he's retiring, and then all of a sudden the, the face and, and the kind of the shape of that room yeah. changes, it feels like, pretty dramatically overnight. Yeah, it was crazy. It happened really fast. Um, but I think that's kind of why you take practice seriously and you take those reps seriously because you never know when your number's going to get called. And you want to be ready. Is there a benefit to it, like we talked about, just having having it happen fast? And you're like, oh, uh, I guess today's Thursday, and we're playing on Sunday. Like, all right, let's go go play ball. A little bit. You don't have a lot of time to yeah things. You kind of just go do it. But uh, yeah, absolutely. How does uh, how does the body feel after getting all those <laughs> all getting all those reps? Right, because it's been a minute since you've yeah. gotten hit like that and or hit yeah. people like that too. Yeah, a little different. But uh, our training staff does a great job here and get us right. So you know, you we look ahead to this Sunday now playing the Broncos again for the second time. We we're at that point in the year where we're playing. An opponent for the excuse me for the second time for yep. the first time if that makes sense. But uh, coach was saying earlier today about how it's it's a really different team now than it was um, six weeks ago when you guys played them. Well, when you kind of look at them, like is it obviously there are things that are different, but is it like coach was saying where it is almost like an entirely different opponent even though you guys did play them last month on on the calendar? Yeah, I think you know all across the league every 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 week people get injured, they people trade for people during the middle of the season. Um, you have a whole different personnel that you're playing against sometimes, and I think that's that's true with the Broncos. I mean, if you look at our team too, we're very different than we were in the beginning of the year. 
Um, so definitely got to look at you know the new guys that they have and. They do a little bit of different things throughout the year as they adjust and make adjustments. So it's definitely almost like playing a new team. Yeah, and especially going, you know, obviously the division opponents are, are unique where you play them at home and then you go to their place and play them play them on the road. But uh, you probably haven't played at Mile High yet, have you? No, I've never been. It's it's a fun environment, yeah. man. I mean, obviously there's so much that's made about the elevation and all that, but just in terms of like a crowd and an energy, like it really does kind of yeah. feel like that old school AFC West throwback yeah. crowd. It's, it's a cool spot for sure. That's awesome. I'm when, looking forward to it. When you when you think back to, to when you were playing in college, like what are some of the better atmospheres that you had on a game day? I think Clemson was always fun to play oh, that's at. A good one, yeah. um, their student body is great. I mean, they, they, they bring it every game. I think NC State was always pretty rowdy playing at their place. Um, at Wake, we, you know, we, we got better as I went. So by the time I was a senior, we had a really good student body presence, and we, we had a lot of fans there. Um, but we, we played in a few good stadiums for sure. I'm trying to think. So did you square up against any of our Clemson guys or the AJ Coles of the world? There had to be a little overlap. I think, at some I, point, think right? I played AJ. I didn't know at the time, obviously. Yeah. Cleveland was at Clemson, I think, when I played there. Um, Probably Hunter too, right? Hunter, Hunter yeah. was there. I played Hunter a couple of times. So yeah, there's there's a little bit of overlap. That's wild to think about, though, right? Like yeah. just think about like that moment in time where you know Wake Forest is playing NC State yeah. and AJ is out there doing his thing. You're out on the other side doing yeah. your thing, and then fast forward what four years, and you're like, oh, I guess we're teammates now. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. That's one of the cool things about college football. But yeah. uh, speaking of college football, Wake has Syracuse this week, right? I was looking they it do. up. They do. So do you do you get in Chandler's ear then? Because Chandler's Syracuse guy, right? Yeah. So yeah. Do you, do you, is there a little competitive, like, yeah, hey, sure. we're going to get you? Yeah, once we get closer to Saturday, there'll be a lot of that. For sure. that get it's already Wednesday. We're, yeah. we're already, I know you guys got a lot going on, but we're in yeah. the midst of it. Yeah, it's, it seems like forever away, though. It's, uh, that, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Well, hey, man, it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate you uh, coming up. I appreciate yeah. your timeliness. Yes, I want to make sure you have time to eat lunch, yeah. do everything that you need to do, and I don't want Coach to get mad at me for making you late. <laughs> so I appreciate you hanging out, man. Best of luck yeah. on Sunday. We'll catch up with you soon, all right? Absolutely. And a huge shout-out to Luke Masterson for coming to hang out with us. And per usual, big shout-out to our public relations staff for making sure that he got up here in one piece and that we brought him back down. And I can say he arrived to meetings on time, no issues, no one's mad at me. That's a W. So we transition out of our conversation with Luke Masterson into our weekly uh, little segment within the segment of the Raiders will win if... And I'm pretty proud of myself. You know, usually my Raiders will win if. I don't want to say they're generic, but, you know, I try to, you know, kind of look for some overarching theme, you know, establish the run, get Max Crowd, whatever it may be. This week I was, I, I just had, I wanted to be in the numbers. I felt a calling to the numbers. The matrix, the ones, the zeros, they were calling to me. So I spent some time looking at the stats, diving in, swimming around, seeing what I could find. And so this week... I dial in a specific answer for my weekly question of the Raiders will win if, and I say this, the Raiders will win this Sunday if they score 25 points. That's the number. Can this offense get to 25 points? Now, the Raiders played a fantastic defense a week ago, statistically speaking, against the Indianapolis Colts. Now, statistically speaking, the Broncos are even better. This is a good defense. The Broncos are such a unique team in so many ways when you, when you kind of dive in and look at the stats. Struggled mightily on offense, but legit beasts on defense. They are currently averaging, surrendering just 290 yards per game. That ranks number two in the NFL. We look at their pass defense. They are the best pass defense in the NFL. There is no one better. 
than the Denver Broncos. They are currently averaging 174.4 yards per game through the air. Surrendered, I should say. Best mark in the NFL. Literally nobody better. So you look at them on offense, though, and they have struggled mightily. Mightily, mightily, mightily. And I, and I, I think that's, that's saying it you know, pretty politely. And so if the Raiders can get to 25 points, first off, the Broncos haven't scored more than 23 at any point this season. They haven't hit 24, not once, not a single time. So if the Raiders can get to 25, I like their chances. I really do. Now, to be fair, just to you know, kind of show all sides of the coin here to tell a complete story, the last time the Raiders hit 25 was before the bye. So it's been a minute. It's been a hot second since, since DC and the boys put up 25 points on an opponent. But this is the week. It has to be the week. And I know I sound like a broken record. I know I've talked about this time and time again. The talent that the Raiders have, particularly on the offensive side of the football, they have everything there to put up points. They do. And it's going to be tough sledding this week against a, a Broncos defense that, I, like I, I was saying, is legit. Any way you shape it, you look at any metric that you want, they are legit. They are very, very good. They are playing at home. They're going to feed off the energy of that home crowd. Having been to Mile High or whatever they're calling it now, I think four times, either four or five times, I mean, there is no love lost between the Denver Broncos fans and the Silver and Black. That place is going to be bumping. I know that the records aren't quite where any of us expected them to be this year. Doesn't matter. This is an old school AFC West rivalry game. It is going to be cold out there. It is going to be nasty. Those fans are going to be given DC, Josh Jacobs, all those guys the business. And it is going to be really, really fun to watch. And so if the Raiders can get to 25, though, that's the number. Put that in big, bold letters on your whiteboard and circle it. If the Raiders can get there, I like their chances to come home, to fly back to Las Vegas with a W. Will it happen? We will see. But I remain optimistic in this group. I remain optimistic in this staff. And I'm hoping that we, when we look back at the tale of 2022... We can look at this moment as a bit of a turning point. And as I said, look, at this point, we're looking at one win. We're looking at two wins. We're looking at just stacking some W's. But it's got to start this Sunday against Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Just has to. Well, before we officially look ahead, excuse me, I should say, you know, get out of here to officially begin looking ahead at the Denver Broncos and everything that's going to happen this Sunday. Also, shameless plug alert, our guy Bryce Butler is going to be here in this very studio this Sunday for the fifth quarter presented by Twitch. It's going to be a blast to hang out with Duffel. Haven't seen him since week two, I think, either week two or week three. It's been a minute, but we're excited to welcome him back into the lab to break everything down that we see from Sunday. But before we do that... Before I give my, I sew my wares and tell you to subscribe and all that, we got to crack a cold one. And a bittersweet cold one today. Very bittersweet. Our close personal friend, the social czar himself, Matt Walks, announced earlier this week that he was leaving us. He is on to another great adventure, an adventure that I cannot wait for him to go on. But as, as I said, man, it's, it is a bummer because... For those of you guys that have been hanging out with us for a minute, like you remember, you remember walks from the early iterations of Upon Further Review. Fun fact, Matt is actually the one who came up with the name Upon Further Review. So if I ever sell this little program for millions and millions of dollars, he's probably going to take me for every cent I'm worth. But he came up with the name 
he was such an integral part of, of kind of the early, as I said, the early iterations of this show. And we're going to miss him, man. We are. We are really going to miss him. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about just kind of our tenure as as teammates, as coworkers, uh, as college buddies that essentially ended up in the NFL at the same team at the same time. Um, and we were just both of us really lucky. And I think me in particular that to get to go on this kind of crazy journey with, with one of my boys, you know, we were, uh, no pun intended. We've traveled the world together covering this team. We've done a lot of, we've had so many incredible opportunities and, and things that we've witnessed. We've been to London together. We've gone to champions league games together. Shout out to, you know, Waxy Boy is a big soccer guy. We've just had a blast. It has been so much fun. I know that I will miss him deeply. I know our entire department will miss him deeply. I know that you guys should miss him deeply too because he helmed an incredible ship on the social digital side for the Las Vegas Raiders. And you guys have all been beneficiaries of the incredible work that he has done. And he did during his tenure in Silver and Black. And so I feel like the only appropriate way to send him out, as we've done hundreds of times in real life, is to crack an ice-cold Coors Light for him. So, Waxy boy, may your grass always be damn green, and this Coors Light's for you. So, for Eddie Pascal, our guest this week, Luke Masterson, my man Ray behind the glass, and everyone else at Silver and Black Productions, we thank you for hanging out with us. Friendly reminder, like I said, like, subscribe to this channel, the Raiders Podcast Network. Our guy DJ Duffel is in the mix in the fifth quarter with us later this weekend. It's going to be so much fun. Kickoff against the Broncos schedule for 1.05 p.m. Pacific time, the rare 105 road game, but I love it. Uh, and so hang out with us there, fifth quarter, RPN, all that good stuff. And we will catch you. Actually, hang on, Ray. Hang on, Ray. I'm doing my math. I'm thinking. And next week, uh, a week from Thursday is Thanksgiving, is it not? Ray is nodding. He's giving me the thumbs up. So scheduling alert we're doing this on the fly upon further review is coming wednesday the day before thanksgiving so you can load us up you can hang out with us put us on when you guys are cooking turkeys doing all that good stuff so our our usual thursday is out we're moving up a day we'll see you guys wednesday for our next episode of upon further review Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of TrueConnect exclusively for Raider Nation.